Welcome to Under the Radar, a show about independent iOS app development. I'm Marco Arment. And I'm David Smith. Under the Radar is never longer than 30 minutes, so let's get started. So we're recording this on uh, March 18th, 2020, right in the middle of the COVID-19 coronavirus uh, epidemic. And so, and this is, you know, we talked last episode about, we speculated that WBDC would be canceled. Uh, it, it has been officially since then. And we actually don't have much more to say about that this week because we don't actually have any really new information about what Apple's doing instead. It's going to be some kind of online-only program. They made some, you know, some optimistic quotes in their press release about how this is going to be great, and it might be, and, and we'll see. We'll see what happens there. But we, we're not really going to talk about that this week because we don't have any new information, really. This week, we wanted to talk about the ongoing effect of the COVID-19 epidemic and, and how the entire world is basically shutting down uh, and what that means for us as developers, as, as you know, self-employed business people, how that might affect the market for our apps, how that might affect decisions we make about launching updates or, you know, maybe holding some stuff back for a little while. Uh, maybe certain things might be, you know, wise for, from a PR perspective to just not do for a while because they might be in poor taste or, or whatever else, and, and just kind of how to deal with this as people. Because this is something that I don't think, I mean, you know, we've, we've, we're both old enough now, like, we, we remember things like September 11th, uh, you know, certain major uh, natural disasters that have hit. I've never seen anything like this. Have you? No, I mean, I mean, certainly not to the scale um, where I feel like there's like the net, the, the, the nature of most natural disasters is that they impact a particular geography, um, you know, in, certainly in a way that is probably more profound than the impact of this in the sense of, you know, when a hur- hurricane comes through or a tornado or uh, an earthquake, like there's a very localized, very intense effect. Um, I've never sort of certainly experienced something like this where it is so pervasive that it's like it affects everyone all over the world to some degree. Um, and that, I think, is such a um, a different thing. And then, I mean, I've certainly never seen a situation like this where, you know, like all the restaurants are closed and, you know, it's everyone's sort of instructed to just stay at home and um, you sort of do your best. And you're in this kind of this weird holding pattern where it's unclear for how long um, it'll be. Um, Because I think, too, the the uncertainty of that is definitely something that I feel like is fairly unprecedented, where, you know, like the the more annual sort of things that that force people to stay home, like, say, imagine a big blizzard is coming through. Um, You have a reasonable expectation that, like, okay, the blizzard is going to, you know, happen on a Monday. Uh, Maybe, you know, none of the roads are plowed for a few days. And then, oh, you know, the major roads are plowed. And then, like, after three or four days, everyone can kind of get out of their house and get back to, uh, you know, sort of of get back to normal life. Um, And you kind of have that timeline and that expectation in your mind about what this will look like. And even for the biggest storms we've had, like there was one year, you know, I live in the D.C. area, and we had this one year where we had, I think it was Snowmageddon and the Snowpocalypse, whatever the local weather people called it, where we had, you know, these two big two-foot of snow storms in a row. And we're not really very equipped for that. And so we had this big, like I think for maybe maybe for about 10 days, I couldn't leave, leave my house just because like the road that I was on was just completely impassable. And like that was, but it had the, you know, you always have in your mind, it's like, well, eventually the snow will 
melt and eventually the plows will come. And once they do, everything will kind of go back to normal. But what's really weird here is it's like, well, we're kind of all staying home and we're all doing our best. And we have no idea if this is weeks, if this is months, um, if this is going to be, you know, the reality going forward for the next year. Like, is this going to come in waves where we come and we, you know, sort of we have periods like where we're supposed to um, stay home, where periods we're supposed to go out. Like that uncertainty is just so unprecedented. And I think this adds such a dynamic to any kind of decision making you might want to make um, right now. Yeah, I think, you know, we've we've been lucky in that during our lifetimes, for the most part, in most places in the world, or at least, you know, places, places that we have lived, you know, you know, the U.S. and Europe, that we haven't had like major wars or major famines or major illnesses. And so this, you know, really, we've been very fortunate in, you know, when you look at history, uh, this has been a, a pretty calm, stable time. And so when you look at what we have to do now is we have to adapt to uh, some, uh, you know, temporary but significant instability, and, you know, we don't, we, we've never really had to prepare for things like this. We've never really had to say, like, you know what, what if the world just doesn't really want to be happy or excited about new things or be using new apps for a year? Like, that might happen. We don't know. Uh, and we've, n- we've never really had to face that uh, during our careers before. You know, like, I, I think September 11th is the closest that we've come to something like that. Um, but we were like, I was in college. You were too, right? I was in high school or had just finished high school, I guess. Right. So like we were a little young for it to affect our professional lives. You know, it certainly affected us personally, but you know, we, you know, we weren't like, you know, operating businesses at that time, um, and making that kind of decision. But it, you know, in the aftermath of that, a lot of, a lot of, you know, product releases were delayed a lot of, you know, like, you know, concerts and sporting events and stuff were canceled or delayed because it like nobody was in the mood to have fun and celebrate basically um and i think we're gonna we're seeing a lot of that now uh not you know not to the same degree of like of mourning and sadness um and i and i don't think i don't think that aspect of this will be anywhere near as strong as it was for september 11th but i think that we we have to have some similar concerns and considerations of like you know, is this a good time to do frivolous fun things? Is this a good time to like release a new app or things like that? Uh, or should we kind of hold off and wait? Um, and, and you can kind of make arguments both ways. You can say, well, you know, this people need some happiness right now because everyone's stuck in their houses under, under, you know, self quarantine or social distancing policies or things like that. Uh, we, you know, we kind of need stuff to make us happy and, and to, give us things to do that we can do in our house on the other hand you don't you don't want to appear that you're capitalizing on a a pretty big worldwide problem um and and for many people a tragedy you know so i don't know what's your thought what's your thinking on this i mean i think too there's this fundamental question of like is is this something that we expect to be short-lived or sort of pervasive and long going and in the long term, because the more that it is something that is long term and a sort of just like, this is the reality for months from now, the more I sort of tend towards the, like, we just, we have to kind of keep calm and carry on, like at a little bit of it, we keep moving forward because being on hold for 
um, just sort of indefinitely, indefinitely is just not realistic or not productive necessarily. That it isn't, to your point, it's like, it's, it's somewhat, it's, while it's certainly, you know, it's a tragic thing for many people, it is, there is less of that sense of, um, that it's, you know, that doing things other than just like worrying about this sort of this faceless fear in the world, um, that, you know, like, it, I don't, that's not productive either. Like being able to move forward, being able to keep doing things, um, you know, and continuing to do our jobs is certainly something that, um, I think is like important, both in the sense of establishing a sense of normalcy or about just like not, let not being, being frozen and being like stuck. And like, I find it certainly, it's been a tricky time, um, to feel focused on work and being motivated and encouraged to do work. But there is certainly a benefit and a, um, a, a positive impact on doing the things that we do normally, even if like in having one area of our life that is somewhat more normal, or at least somewhat more like in our control or doing things that we can control. Um, but like the timing side of it is just so mind bending. I mean, like, this is crazy for me because I mean, I think I've mentioned it a few times on the show, like I am in the late stages of preparing to launch like my next sort of major app. Um, my current, like my plan originally was, I think to launch April 7th, um, which is in just about right around three, three weeks from now, um, at this point. And like the app is pretty much there. Like, you know, I'm in the like bug fix and like getting it ready phase. Um, but it feels really weird to be going into that point with like this strange sense of like, Hey, is this a good, good idea from a business perspective? Like, is anyone going to pay any attention to a new app? Um, you know, when the news is every, it's like every day there is like level one news in the news. There's tremendous distraction. There's tremendous sort of upheaval and unease. Um, and so from that perspective, like the marketing side, like, is it good? I mean, like as a recording, Apple just launched a bunch of new products and it's going to be an in some ways it's like, it's a funny, I'm sure they've had to deal with the same question of it's like, is this, are we going to get any amount of the normal publicity or marketing attention that we normally would, because there's such a high level of distraction. And then on the business side, like, are people going to be willing to spend, you know, spend money like, or is it a period where people are going to be much more reluctant to, um, you know, you know, sort of any, any non-essential purchase is like, it's much more likely to be put off and delayed, um, just as you would kind of expect and is likely prudent in a period of uncertainty. You know, is this something where, you know, you want, you kind of want to, you don't, you want to not necessarily be indulging in confectionery when like you aren't clear, you know, it's, it's unclear as to how long you're going to need to do things. And certainly I think, you know, it, the tech industry is probably one of the industries that is best equipped to weather this financially. But I mean, I got my, my heart goes out to all the people who have more service jobs or restaurant or those types of positions where like, if people aren't going out, you're just stuck and your job just disappears um, until people go out again. So like from a business perspective, launching something or um, being like doing something doing kind of like big work feels really weird. Um, and it's you know, doubly so because these things take time. And so you have to kind of predict into the future and be like, well, in April, is it going to be a totally different world? Like today, this, you know, we're recording on a Wednesday, like this Wednesday versus last Wednesday feels like 
night and day different. Like the whole world has completely turned itself around um, in a week. So like in two weeks, it could have like done a double backflip and like we could be back where we are. It could be incredibly worse. Like who knows? So like trying to plan ahead of that and sort of like do any kind of release planning feels like completely um, like impossible. Yeah. And I think to the degree, like the degree of which this affects you is going to vary greatly based on the types of apps or services uh, that you do. Um, you know, like I, I just ran overcast numbers and usually like I was fearing this could be pretty bad for overcast because typically the usage, my daily usage of like daily, daily active users, you can clearly see weekends and holidays. <laughs> you can very clearly see like a typically a Sunday uh, has something like a, a 18% drop from like a, a, a Tuesday like the like the average weekend is you know roughly you know almost twenty percent less active less activity than the weekdays because so many people listen to podcasts on their way to work or during work or during their weekday routines and then the weekends they're doing other things or or whatever so I was afraid very much this could be really bad for Overcast but it turns out so far it's it's been about a seven percent reduction which is less than I would have guessed. Like, so my, my usage is down about 7% across the board, but you know, an average weekend brings it down 18%. So that's actually, this actually is looking like it's going to be okay for overcast, but things could be radically different. You know, it's like, as you said, like, you know, for certain types of businesses, you know, if you're, if you work at a restaurant or in travel or hospitality, this is really, really bad. And I and I think globally, like the the economic impact of you know just quite if you think about quite how much of the economy, quite how many jobs are directly related to things like restaurants and travel and hospitality that are all going to be devastated by this. That's a bad scene for a lot of people and for the economy. And I think that is going to affect everyone for a long time. Uh, the The economic impact of this is going to be felt for a while. You know, we've already seen the stock market doing very, you know, poorly right now. Um, and that also, that affects everybody too. Like, you know, a lot of people who have their retirement savings, you know, tied up in, in index funds and stuff like that, like those are all just down right now. And, and anytime you have any kind of like global uh, depression or recession, it kind of puts everyone in a bit of a funk because a lot of people lose a lot of money and, for a lot of people, that could mean like delaying retirement or, or you know, not uh, putting off non-essential purchases, as, as you said, or, you know, stuff like that. And so, yeah, when you're releasing an app into this, you, you have to be aware of that. But fortunately, I think most of us release apps that are less impacted by, the, by these kind of things directly. You know, obviously, this depends on your app. But because most apps are very low cost or free and supported with ads or something else, uh, I think that I think we're actually going to be mostly okay on the business side for most types of apps. Again, this is all hedging with a lot of mosts and maybes, but you know, I think overall app makers will be okay. It's the rest of the economy that we have to worry about and and try to support as best as we can because it's going to be decimated. You know, so many industries are going to be destroyed by this. Uh, you know, I it, some I guarantee you, like everyone listening, like. Some restaurant you like is going to go out of business because of this. Some people you know are going to really be hurting financially because of this. Like this is going to impact everybody. So, you know, be be mindful of that. Be sensitive to that. Um, but I do think that 
we are fortunate. We are very fortunate in a number of ways, but we are fortunate in that the app business will be mostly okay after this beyond the impact of just whatever would happen if the stock market went down normally. So, you know, maybe getting a new job, hiring might be a problem. Um, advertising is going to become a little bit challenging because typically when budgets start getting cut, advertising gets cut first and because it, it's considered like a, a, a non-essential expenditure. So like that, that could, that, that could affect a lot of us, but I don't think it's going to be like fatal to any of our businesses. I think it's just going to be like a bit of a down year for most of us, but we'll be okay. It's, it's the rest of the economy we have to worry about. Well, and I think it speaks to in the same way that I think just broadly in the economy, like the time, like when things get difficult, the more marginal your sort of subsistence is, the far more vulnerable you are to this kind of a downturn, this kind of a situation. And I think that applies broadly to the economy that the people for whom they're in a financial situation that is more marginal, that it's much more month to month that they're sort of operating in like a downturn like this is you know, really problematic and difficult and dangerous for them. Um, and in the same way on a business perspective, like I got to imagine, it's like if your business is one that can't sort of just sort of uh, absorb, you know, a, a 10 or 15% drop in revenue or, a, you know, or in usage or whatever that metric is for you. Like if, if that difference in margin sort of puts you in, you know puts you in the red and knocks you out then it's like this downturn like could be fatal and could be problematic in that way for um you know for your business like i've already seen in my own so you know for, for the my the apps that i have that use third party advertising so i use adsense for most of this you know so essentially google's big you know, uh, auction-based advertising system that pulls in from lots and lots of different industries and pulls in lots of things. You know, I've already seen a 20 to 30% drop in the advertising rates that I get in my apps. Oh, wow. And I, this is one of those things that I think that's a, just into your point, it's a general reflection on the sort of the constraint of, you know, businesses' budgets, that if you are going into a period of uncertainty or you're having a difficult time, you're like advertising is an easy it's one of those it's an easy thing to turn up and to turn down because it's not you know that core essential like making payroll or building your product or whatever it is expense like you can just like turn my poor money into this thing or take money out of it um and so i definitely see that and i mean it's the comedy of i usually see the there's lots of things that i can see in the data having done this for so many years where like you know my advertising rates always fall um at the end like the day after the end of a financial quarter so yeah, like there's certain periods where it's just like the next day it drops off and it's because presumably someone had a budget that, you know, they, they had their quarterly budget and they went in at the beginning of Q1 and put in their advertising money to spend. And, you know, it's like spread out over the quarter and then, you know, they'll go and put in their money um, for the next day. But it's like it doesn't necessarily happen right away. And I'll see these like, the, you know, the first year it happened, it was like terrifying where suddenly like I had, you know, like April 1st and my my revenue's down like 30% for one day. It's like, and then it abuse of it picks itself back up and it's fine. But like, you can see these weird like tendrils of the actual effects in these businesses who are doing the advertising kind of average out into these things. And I'm definitely sort of seeing that already. So, and I'm just anecdotally, I'm hearing from sort of other fellow indie developers that it's definitely a rough time that a lot of this is it's down. It isn't like collapsing, at least at this point it's, but it's definitely like, you know, it's like that, there's that little like part that, that top part, the more, uh, like, like, like the, 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 there's this, and hopefully you have like a core part of your business that is stable 
but there's you know the nice part like you know like the part that grows or the that like that little that you know there's this non non core part of your business that can potentially just like you know sort of disappear, um, and I'm definitely seeing that um, myself. And so it's like I think at this point you know, it's like I'm not worried in terms of like I think my my core business is fine. And I've been you know it's like the whole point in many ways it's like being prudent when you're having the good times so that when things are not good um, you're all right. But I could definitely see there's going to be a lot of small businesses even in our app development world where you know, if you there were just making it, that now they're just not making it um, as a result of these kind of downturns in advertising or user purchasing or related things. Speaking of advertising, <laughs> yeah, there's no good way to make the segue. I'm just going to go no. for it. We are brought to you this week by Linode. Whether you're working on a personal project or managing your enterprise's entire infrastructure, Linode has the pricing, key thing here, pricing, support and scale you need to take your project to the next level. They now have 11 data centers worldwide, including their newest data center in Sydney, Australia. And with their enterprise-grade hardware, S3-compatible storage option, and next-generation network, Linode delivers the performance you expect at a surprisingly good price. I'm, I've been on Linode now for almost a decade, and one of the biggest reasons I'm there is because it is very price-sensitive. Like They are super low-cost for what you get. They are the best value in the business that I've seen, and I'm very, very happy there. Their support's great, their performance is great, their capabilities are great, and they are an amazing value. And they have been for the entire time I've been with them. You can get started on Linode today with a $20 credit, and you'll get access to things like their revamped cloud manager, they, you have root access to your server, you have an API to create and destroy instances if, as needed if you, if you want to. They have a nice Python CLI tool. And these plans start at just $5 a month. And of course, they have all sorts of things above and beyond that for your various needs, things like dedicated CPU plans, GPU compute plans, S3-compatible block storage, and so much more. So go to linode.com slash radar and use promo code radar2020 when creating a new account to get a $20 credit towards your next project. They're also hiring right now. So go to linode.com slash careers if you want to learn more about that. Otherwise, the URL for that $20 credit one more time is linode.com slash radar, promo code radar2020. Our thanks to Linode for hosting all of our stuff and supporting this show and Relay FM. So I wanted to talk a little bit more about like building Slack into the system. I don't mean the chat tool. I mean, sure. <laughs> I mean like 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 a rope. Like building yeah. building Slack into the system. Um, you know, you mentioned like you know if your margins are super slim, then you know a, a sudden twenty or thirty percent drop in revenue could be could be fatal for your business. There's a lot of businesses where this is kind of inevitable. This is just kind of part of those businesses that their margins just aren't that big. We are lucky as software developers in that. Most of our businesses don't work that way. Most of our businesses are pretty low cost, and I think this is one of the great one of the great um, lessons that that I want to leave people with. Uh, besides, I mean, we could do all sorts of things. We could talk about working from home. We could talk about uh, avoiding the likely depression that might result from this, uh, the emotional depression that might, might result from being all cooped up like this for a long time. Um, we aren't really experts in that kind of thing, and lots of people are talking about working from home. So I want to focus on like leaving slack in your business for the rest of this episode of just like this is one of the many times when it pays to have kept your costs low it pays to develop skills or to arrange your business in such a way that you have very low overhead because stuff like this happens you know ever since i've ever since the app store launched like i had instapaper there on on you know day two or three and and i've been in the app store with something every day since then and 
it's been the entire time I have treated the App Store like this is a fad that could collapse and go away at any moment. Sure. And so the entire time I've kept my costs much lower than my income, like as a percentage of the income. And even when I've been running a lot of very expensive servers back when they used to cost money before Linode, <laughs> like even like ever, ever since I've been running servers, I, I which is usually that's my biggest cost. I don't hire a staff because that's that can be a way bigger cost than servers. Um, so I, you know, I try not to hire a staff, and I use inexpensive infrastructure. So like, I don't use AWS for almost anything. I use S3 for like large large storage of things like images and and uploads and backups. Um, but that's about it. And and you know, otherwise, I'm using. VPSs. I'm using like inexpensive commodity VPSs, and I and I've been at Linode for all of Overcast before. Before Overcast, I, I was like doing like you know big servers, but like now I don't need those. Now VPSs are powerful enough. You can keep your costs really low if you use like commodity infrastructure like what Linode or you know other similar services like DigitalOcean and all, the, all these other you know places that have VPSs. You can you can keep your costs really low by doing that, and. If you can do almost all the work yourself or all the work yourself, you don't really need a full-time staff. Or you can just use contract labor for the the very, very few, you know, like if you wanted to maybe contract somebody to answer your support emails, but it wasn't enough for a full-time job, you know, you could do something like that. And then otherwise, you're doing everything yourself. There's a huge advantage to that because, like, if, you're, if your revenue goes down 30%, but it's just you and you've been keeping your overhead low that entire time, not only are you likely to still be in the black, but even if you're in the red for a couple of months, you've been building savings, I hope, for that entire time. And so you can take a couple of months of down months if you know that it's going to turn around. Or you can also have ways you can cut your expenses. Like if you're on all this commodity hardware, if your usage goes down, chances are your server needs are going to go down too. And so you can maybe cut some of those servers out. Like there is such an advantage to keeping your costs very, very low and leaving yourself a big margin. And this is one of the things that like most businesses that rely on a staff can't do that very easily. Uh, But we as independent developers generally can. And, you know, there's, there's never like in the same way that like people are like, you know, the best time to start to start saving for retirement is like 20 years ago. And the second best time is today. Uh, You know, the best time to build a low margin business and to keep a lot of slack in the system and to build in ways for you to like, you know, maybe be able to survive without touching your servers for a week or things like that. Like the best time for all that is, is now. Yeah. And I think too, it's the, the, I mean, honestly, it's what I like about trying to have a low overhead, a sort of a, a like in, when things are going good, a high margin business is it, it is a lot less stressful to me that I, I, I like that there are just fewer moving parts. I'm not um, like I, I have that that slack is like peace of mind um, in a lot of ways that it's it's lovely. I mean, it's it's, it's it's what a privileged position to be able to like go into my like advertising rates dashboard and be like, huh, advertising rates are down 20 percent. Oh, well, like that's unfortunate. But it's not like, oh, my goodness, like that's a like the end of the world. And it's like, because the, my business is structured such that it, it, it doesn't need, you know, it's like, I'm not operating at that high level. And like, in order to do that, the reality too, is you have to be saying no to potential opportunities. Um, like I've definitely been in the, like in the, you're in the question of like, 
if I had, you know, if I had, in the periods where you have extra margin, you could take that margin and you can turn it into like things. You could spend it on advertising and buy search ads. You could hire more developers and expand out to new platforms. Like you can keep spreading yourself and, you know, reinvest in some ways you could say like, well, you're reinvesting that those resources into your business and that's like helping it grow. And like, that's all true. But I definitely, I think you and I, I think are very much in, of the mindset that like, it's much, there's a tremendous amount of peace of mind of not pushing your business to its edge um, on an ongoing basis that instead, like just enjoy that. Like if things are going good, like great, enjoy that. And don't necessarily feel like you have to make them better and better. Um, like, and this is one of the things that I think I enjoy about my goal is not to have like this massive, you know, like what's they call it? The, a unicorn company or a, I'm sure this, there's a VC term for like, you know, the, 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 the business that just like grows massively and becomes like this, you know, hundreds of millions or billions of dollar business. And it's this whole big like industry defining thing. It's like, that's not my goal. My goal is to do work that I enjoy and, you know, have a, a comfortable, you know, sort of standard of living and managing your costs and managing yourself puts you in a position to have that when things are good and to probably sustain that uh, when things are like they are right now and aren't so good. Yeah. Well, best wishes, everybody. Stay safe. Please follow all the, you know, modern recommendations that are up to date from, you know, various, you know, CDC and WHO and everything. Uh, you know, try to stay at home and try to be safe and try to take care of people around you who who need it, because this is going to put a huge strain. It already is. And it will continue to put a huge strain on a lot of people's lives and a lot of people's budgets. And we are lucky that we are OK. Take care of the people who aren't. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you in two weeks. Bye.